This episode of Spread Talk is brought to you by The Bookie Newsletter. The Bookie, your sharp sports betting friend that sends you an email each day full of free picks, tips, tools, and strategies you need to know for the day's games. Check out their website at www.thebookie.co and find them on Twitter at thebookie underscore co. Again, that's thebookie underscore co. Thanks again to The Bookie for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to this episode of Spread Talk. As always, I am Isaac Krakoka. And I'm Will Kuypers. This is kind of a State of the Union episode. It's been a little while since we've recorded. Admittedly, Will and I are on different corners of the United States of America right now. I am in the state of Washington on a summer job. And where are you, Will? I'm down here in in sunny old Florida. Right. Um, So it's a little difficult to get a a time together to record. Uh, But we're here. We decided now was the time because the NFL preseason is officially back. So I think we'll get started talking a little quarterbacks. We'll move into a discussion about the Cleveland Browns and their depth chart and what I think it means for that team going forward. And then we'll round it off with a little Cleveland baseball team news. So we'll start rookie quarterbacks. And Will and I both have a take about the Justin Fields, Andy Dalton quarterback competition. Will, do you wanna do you wanna lead our show off? I sure do. So my my thinking behind Nagy doubling down, tripling down on Andy Dalton as the starter is I think that Nagy is just trying to be be safe, you know. Uh, you're most of the time you're not gonna get fired for making the safe choice. Um He's been on the hot seat. We all know that. Uh, I think he'd be even more in the hot seat if he just immediately thrust Justin Fields into the starting lineup. And and rookies usually have that that uh, learning curve. Um, and if if that happens, fans, uh, football people, are probably going to be clamoring for uh, for Nagy's firing. Uh, so I think. I think he's going with Andy Dalton, at least for the first few weeks, um, just as a play for a safe job. Yeah, and mine's pretty similar to that. Um, you know, ever since the schedule was announced, ever since the NFL schedule release, Matt Nagy has been very, very boisterous. Like, Andy Dalton is our guy. Andy Dalton will be the starter week one. We have plans to play Justin Fields, obviously. We wouldn't draft him in the first round as a quarterback if we didn't, but Andy Dalton's going to be our first, our our week one at least starting quarterback. It's why we brought him in. Um, And I get it. Like, you look at some success stories around the league. You know, Aaron Rodgers didn't play till his fourth season. You know, other quarterbacks sat for a year. Patrick Mahomes sat for the whole first year. Look at Baker. He sat for like three games. Um, 
but you're getting to an era of like quarterback um, talent where we demand excellence a lot earlier. Um, I mean, Joe Burrow was a day one starter. Zach Wilson's going to be a day one starter. Trevor Lawrence is going to be a day one starter, whether or not that's fair to them. That's the expectation and kind of the bar for a quarterback play now. And so um, anyways, the point is to play Justin Fields and they'll play them or they'll play him early. They're not going to wait until week five or week six. He'll play early and he'll play often. But for week one, uh, you look at that schedule and week one is in L.A. against the Rams with Matt Stafford and Sean McVay going up against Matt Nagy, who could get fired and a rookie quarterback against the best NFL defense. Um, you're not putting, you know, Justin in a very strong position to succeed in his first NFL start. Like the Chicago media will pick up on the whole 12 for 29 passing two interceptions, 110 yards, 40 QBR and a 29 to 10 loss against the Rams. Um, and Chicago still loves the guy and Chicago has been desperate for a quarterback if your quarterbacks, if your best quarterback in your city's sports history is Jake Cutler, um, and I'm really stone, throwing stones from a glass house as a Browns fan, but if your best quarterback in team history is Jake Cutler, you're salivating for anything that's fun and new and dynamic. So they're not going to give up on Justin Fields, but for the city, you want to give Justin Fields the easiest, the easiest transition into the league that you can. Um. And so I would predict that Justin Fields would probably start week two, um, as early as week two, Bears versus Bengals. Um, you put him in a position to succeed. That Bengals defense is fine, but it's not the Rams defense. You let him get cooking with grease, and then you turn around, let him play the Browns. And then you've got the Lions. He'll play for that. He'll play against the Raiders. So there are a few games early on where Justin Fields can succeed in that Bears offense. And I do think Matt Nagy is crafty and smart. So that's why I think he's been so boisterous about Andy Dalton coming and being the starter. It's because he didn't want Chicago to expect Justin Fields to walk onto the field and then get absolutely smoked. Yeah, and I think I think that's a very fair take. That's my interpretation, at least. Uh, we could talk a little more rookie quarterbacks. Uh, you had some some feedback on uh, the number one overall, uh, Urban Myers guy, right? Yeah. Um, so it's it's hard to separate my feelings about Trevor Lawrence as a as a Buckeye fan, <laughs> and my feelings about Trevor Lawrence as as a rookie quarterback. Um, but watched him play a little bit against the Browns in that first preseason game against, you know, the second and third stringers. I don't think a single starter played a snap. Um, And I mean, he looked, he looked good for a rookie quarterback uh, playing against second and third stringers. Um, But he, he was holding the ball pretty long on a, on a few plays. And I mean, the throws were sharp. You know you're getting a good arm with him. Um, it's just going to be, can he can he read top-tier NFL defenses uh, where the coordinators are trying to trick you and they have the talent to do so? Um, 
not to say they don't do that in college football, but I think uh, I think a jump from the ACC playing against Duke and this terrible Florida State team um, to the NFL, I think those are two very, very vastly different things. Yeah, um, I agree. So I think it'll be if he can, you know, get comfortable. But then again, it's his first game action ever in the pros. Uh, I think I think he'll be fine. I don't I don't know if he'll ever, you know, knock any doors down like come in here and throw for 400 yards, five touchdowns and rush for another 80 and two touchdowns like you would do in college. Um, that's just, yeah. that's not very feasible. Um, you probably won't put up Patrick Mahomes stat lines, at least not this year. Um, but I think, I think he's, if you're a Jags fan, you're happy watching that. Uh, he looks pretty good overall. Yeah. Um, my take is similar. Um, Trevor Lawrence is going to work. Like it's, it's not a matter of if or, you know, whatever. He's the franchise quarterback. Barring any big injuries, Trevor Lawrence is going to work. He has the size, the arm strength, the quarterback intelligence to play in the NFL. I'm just curious to see how rookie quarterback, uh, rookie head coach, um, who hasn't coached a football game in two years, uh, let alone an NFL game, I'm, I wonder how they're going to fare in admittedly not the best division in the league, but um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It'll be an interesting, interesting thing to see. And the Jags also, uh, they didn't play all their starters, so they rested some guys. They did play one former depth chart guy that has since been cut at tight end, um, but Mr. Tebow is no longer a Jacksonville Jaguar. I guess it's a sad day for the NFL with the most, most expected news of the whole offseason. Uh, right, I guess he can't take a spot of somebody who's played the position and worked hard their whole life. I, yeah. but that's just my take. I don't like Tim Tebow. I maintain it. It sold jerseys. It was good PR. Uh, I didn't mind it because now the spot's going to be going to someone who actually can make the team better. But while we're on this tangent, did you see his bone-crushing blocks during the game? Bone-crushing sure is one way to put it. <laughs> yeah, just a little shoulder dive. Dude could not block. I mean, he's, what, 30? He's late 30s. You're asking he's, him I to I think block. 34, maybe? Okay, maybe mid-30s. I thought he was, like, 37. 34. That could be wrong. Say he's 34. You're asking this former quarterback turned – minor league baseball player turned tight end to block against NFL linebackers. It's just not going to happen. Um, and it didn't. So anyways, uh, we bid adieu to the Tim Tebow era in Jacksonville, 2021 to 2021, about three months. He will be missed by somebody probably. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> probably, I mean, Jacksonville is the one place that would miss him. <laughs> Yeah, being in Florida, and yeah. they all love the Gators up there. So the South Bible thumping Gator fans. Yep. Um. Anyways, back to Trevor Lawrence. I think it'll work. I don't love Jacksonville's draft. I didn't really like what they did with their first round pick. I wouldn't have gone 
running back, I would have gone offensive line or yeah. I would have gone receiver because uh, it was a deep receiver class and a deep offensive line class. And probably the one thing that the Jags didn't need to initiate their rebuild is another running back. But you look around the league and it's what the Browns did during their draft under, under Johnny Dorsey. Um, they brought in Carlos Hyde, who proved an NFL veteran guy. Um, the year before Low ceiling, high floor. Yeah. Um, every day, you know, you're getting a B minus, which is fine. Um, yeah. But he was a bell cow kind of guy. If I remember correctly, when we traded him away to whoever, I, I don't even recall. It doesn't really matter. He was leading the league in touchdowns, right? I think so. Um, the league, but he was probably bottom five of running backs in yards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'd get to the goal line, and and he'd be the guy. But... Just be so afraid to turn it over in the goal or in the end zone in the red zone, just because we're coming off of a year of um, Notre Dame quarterback play was Deshaun Kaiser. Just so petrified about turning the ball over in the red zone. You just give the ball to the running back and say, pound it for the next six plays. Please don't make us throw from the goal line. (laughs) Um, Anyways, other rookie QBs. We'll talk a little Zach Wilson. Yeah. Uh, He's the curious case of Zach Wilson. I... To this day, the Jets took him, what, two overall? And it's bizarre to me that they were so entrenched in number two overall. Ever since, like, he announced he was going pro, the Jets were like, all right, Trevor Lawrence is one. We concede. Zach Wilson's our guy at two, and we will not be taking calls. I've always found that. Yeah. They they obviously saw something in him. Um I'll be the first to admit I haven't really kept up with the Jets. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I haven't seen his name in the news, so how how bad can he be so far? Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a bad way to put it, but. Yeah, if you mean the press doesn't print redactions, so like. Yeah. Um, just give my original commentary on Zach Wilson that I had a few months ago that I think is still present today. Um, Quarterback for BYU, not really under a lot of high leverage situation against NFL talent. And you're asking this guy to play in a division with Bill Belichick, um, the Bills and Miami's defense. So just right off the bat, you're going to have the worst quarterback in your division, I would argue, um, because he's playing behind, uh, of those three, the worst offensive line. So yeah. it might not be Zach Wilson's fault, but he's going to have very, very little time to get rid of the ball. You have the fourth best coach in your division. I mean, we don't know how Brian Dable can coach, but we do know that Bill Belichick, Brian Flores, and Sean McDermott are all uh, legit captains of industry. Um, So you're putting him in a tough situation. You might as well just pencil in 0-6 to start the year against division opponents. That's my take. 
yeah, I, th- I think that's a fair assumption. Um, those defenses are probably going to be legit this year. Um, I think it's the best defensive division in football. Yeah, I I would I the would NFC, say the NFC AFC West North is always good. The NFC or the AFC North uh, might North. give it a run for its money as well. AFC North, AFC I, East, NFC West, yeah. Yeah, even though I do think the Steelers and the Bengals de- or the Steelers and the Ravens defense um, t- took a little bit of a step back. Um, speaking of which, uh, going off on a little tangent here, I know. Uh, but Joe Schobert back in the back in the division. Back in the AFC North, the Steelers brought back the most overpaid outside linebacker in the NFL. I do love Joe Schobert, though. I wish I wish we'd never let him oh, walk. But for that for that price tag. I don't good for think him for getting that. But yeah, yeah, good for him but for getting the man. Back. The man's a machine. Uh, I'll give him that. He, he makes big plays, but and he fills a need for Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, their linebacker linebacker depth last year after injuries was so depleted. Um, they had trouble stopping anyone who ran the ball. So yeah, good. And that's not good in a division that features Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Joe Mixon, Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, you can't stop the run as as the Steelers. You're not set up well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so good for them. Uh, I liked the move because it filled a need. I feel bad about having Drew against Joey Shobes on Sundays now because he was always one of my favorites during like that 2018 mm-hmm. campaign. When the linebacker room was like, um, it was him and, oh, shoot, what is his name? Um, plays for Green Bay now and is playing really well for Green Bay. Kirksey, yeah. Christian Kirksey, yeah. He's just, he his problem was always injuries. Though. Yeah, he couldn't stay he's healthy. A, he's a machine on the field when he's on the field. Yeah. That was a fun linebacking room. Um. One of the few bright spots in the old days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but back to back to Zach Wilson. Um, I think I think he can be good, um, just not this year. His arms arm talent <laughs> outside. Yeah, but, but the talent surrounding really, really him really and the talent. Yeah, the talent around him is not very good. The talent in the division is pretty good to yeah. put it lightly um the defensive talent is um so i think i think you'll have a rough year that'll be a learning year um we'll have another bad jets team uh there's no there's no way around it mm. so have you been keeping up with any trey lance news coming out of camp from what i've heard from the reports i've read he's looked nothing short of masterful in the past week I heard it was a bit of a learning curve, but ever since he kind of got down Kyle Shanahan's offense, he's looked wonderful and magnificent in camp. Yeah, I I can see that. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's offense seems to me on the surface uh, very quarterback friendly. Uh, A lot of screens, a lot of running plays. Um, You're not asked to be Patrick Mahomes in that offense. Um, obviously they would take him becoming that good. Um, but I think, I think he'll be serviceable. Um, the question with him is just, 
when he'll see the field. Uh, yeah. Because you can have all the plans you want. Uh, but the way that Jimmy Garoppolo has been getting hurt, plans can change at any moment. Um, so he'll, he'll have to be ready for week one. Uh, whether he's needed, we'll, we'll have to wait. Uh, but, but he's going to have to be ready because uh, he can definitely be called upon at any moment. Yeah, uh, I think that's a fair assessment. You know, they wouldn't have drafted him and traded up for him if they were just going to take a guard. Um, so they do have intention of Trey Lance being the guy for the foreseeable future. Cause remember the Niners didn't draft Jimmy G they traded for him and the trade I would say worked out pretty well when he stayed healthy in the one year he stayed healthy, he got them to a super bowl. Um, but it's whether or not that dude can stay on the field and you're right. Trey Lance might be asked to start by week two or three. And this is a guy that's only taken a handful of snaps the past two calendar years, just because he opted out from COVID. And it's been a while since he's actually seen the light of day on a playing field. So there's going to be a learning curve. Um, but I think that the Niners, they're well run. They're smart. They put themselves in a really, really well thought out quarterback plan. Either A, Jimmy Garoppolo plays, stays healthy, and you don't have to play Trey Lance. Um, you say, we're going to do the Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers route. We're going to sit him for a year, let him sit behind a good offensive coordinator, offensive head coach, watch good offensive line and quarterback play, watch Jimmy Garoppolo get them to the playoffs, because he will if he's healthy. Um, and then you move on from him next year. If Jimmy Garoppolo plays poorly, you have the option of playing him for a handful of games, and then you can just obviously switch to Trey Lance. Uh, and you needed a quarterback in case Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt again. The final scenario, which I think is most intriguing, is if Jimmy Garoppolo plays well and Trey Lance also plays that year. So if Jimmy Garoppolo is like four and two to start the year and he's winning games, but inside the organization, they know it's because of their defense and run game and scheming. Um, that'll be a pretty easy player to trade. I mean, some good team is going to lose a starting quarterback. I don't know who it's going to be, but it unfortunately happens every year. Maybe Denver, maybe Houston, if they don't get their quarterback situations figured out, but he could be dealt. He could very easily be traded. And then you have this kid who's ready to go. So they have a pretty fail-safe plan going forward for quarterback play for this year, which I think is unique and, and pretty cool. Yeah, they have, they have the supporting cast to support whoever steps there. Um, yeah. that's, if that's if their defense doesn't get ravaged by injuries like it did last year. <laughs> Yeah, it, it all that's a that's the big question mark. But I heard a report that says Nick Bosa should be ready to go by week one. Love that. As a Buckeye fan, I love that. I agree. Um, the Bosa's are great for the NFL. So I, agree. I agree. I agree. Last but not least, maybe least in my book, least Mac yeah, Jones. Mine as well. <laughs> Mac Jones, quarterback, New England Patriots. What's your take on that guy? 
My take is it was an underwhelming pick. I think I think his tenure will most likely be underwhelming. Um, it takes it takes a special special player to succeed in New England, um, especially right now. Uh, you know, it's pretty well documented. They don't they don't have the best weapons on offense. Um, well, they did. Hunter Henry they did. And I believe John o. Smith, right? Yeah, they did add some tight ends. Yeah, so that's good. Uh, the Patriots are usually a pretty tight end heavy team. But they haven't had any for the past couple of years. Has stung. Um, but I, thinking back to when the Patriots were, you know, the cream of the crop, the team to beat, <clears throat> it's going to sound bad, but, you know, Rob Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez. Um, well, yeah, tight end heavy. Pretty, pretty good tight end duo. Um, yeah. So, I think I think if he, I think tight ends are a great safety blanket for rookie quarterbacks and young quarterbacks in general. They can hide uh, rookie quarterback mistakes. Yeah, but but I don't think tight ends enough are going. Like I don't think tight ends alone are going to going to be enough to help him have a great year or a great career. I think, I think he needs a lot of weapons. Uh, you look at who he had at Bama. Um, he had two first round picks. Oh yeah. He was playing with a fleet of, a fleet of wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Waddle, Devonte Smith for sure. Um, uh, then they have rugs and uh, Judy as well, actually. Yeah. Henry rugs and Jerry Judy Four first so, wide receivers in two years. And not to mention the running back, running backs and offensive lines he's had. Um, yeah, I think I think the supporting cast at Bama was probably more responsible for his success than he was. Um, so I think I think he'll be underwhelming. Um, he could he could very well make me eat my words in six months and two years. Uh, but I think I think it was an underwhelming pick at the time and. I mean, he hasn't, you know, made like top headlines or anything. So, yeah. So I agree. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I agree. Um, my take is largely the same. The question mark that I have for New England, though, like we look at that organization, we think about how well it's run. But if you look back over the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick era, this past season kind of told us which individual was more responsible for the team's success. Kind of like who, you know, who's doing, who's doing better right now. Um, Tom Brady just won a Super Bowl in a first year with a second team. Like a lot of the success was Tom Brady, not Bill Belichick. I think we can all kind of acknowledge that to a certain degree. So you're asking a kid to come in and fill those shoes. It's not going to be easy and it's not going to be easy for anyone. So I'm sorry. It has to be Mac Jones, but the way they've set up their quarterback room is very odd. Um, I agree. It's very odd. And I'm not, this isn't, this isn't me saying Cam Newton shouldn't be in the league and Cam Newton isn't talented enough, even though that is partially what I'm saying. I find it odd that he is still getting reps, but anyways, um, 
having a quarterback who I believe is a shot fighter, admittedly, in Cam Newton, but a quarterback that's a runaround playmaker type um, as maybe your starter, and then a quarterback that is the definition of pocket passer, uh, kind of Brady prototype, uh, underwhelming arm, but accurate arm, Mac Jones. Like, they're very different incommensurable quarterbacks, and your offense is going to have to change completely when you swap between the two, and you're going to be jumping between the two in the first few weeks because it's going to be rocky, either either because Cam Newton doesn't have the skills to play at an NFL level or because Mac Jones is a rookie and will make mistakes and will fall behind, and you'll need to call on Cam Newton like the um, like the Dolphins called on Ryan Fitzpatrick last year. So it's going to be a lot to handle for the offensive coordinator and the offensive personnel just having to switch between two playbooks. That's not something that I would have done. And if you look around the league at successful teams, just to name three off the top of my head, uh, you kind of follow the mold, like the starter backup mold. Lamar Jackson and RG3, admittedly RG3 is retired, but uh, the guy they signed in free agency or drafted late in, late in rounds, I don't know. But um, I just saw in some preseason games, the Ravens backup quarterback looks strikingly similar in play style to Lamar Jackson. You look at the Browns and Case Keenum is kind of like Baker Mayfield, uh, same kind of quick release throwing action, a lot of under center, plays comfortable with running backs. And you look at a team like the Bills, Josh Allen run and gun, and you get Mitch Trubisky, who I'm not saying is Josh Allen, but is as athletic as Josh Allen. So he can move, he can hang in the pocket. So, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. And you don't need an exact fit like Terod Taylor and Justin Herbert. Like those aren't exactly the same quarterbacks, but they're not Mac Jones and Cam Newton. Yeah, they're not they're not vastly vastly different. Um, yeah, you might have to make minor tweaks in San Diego, but I mean, the only reason you'd make a change or not San Diego, I'm sorry, uh, the, <laughs> the, the LA Chargers, LA, yeah, uh, you might have to make minor tweaks, but it won't be anything crazy. But the only the only reason they'd have to make any change is if, if injury were to happen, which no one ever hopes for. Because uh, Justin Justin Herbert is is not leaving that starting lineup willing. Really. Oh yeah, no, he's elite. He's top ten in my opinion already. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, that's a little assessment of the uh, the rookie quarterback kind of state of affairs right now in the NFL. Uh, we'll transition to a little Browns talk. Will you have anything cool coming out of camp or out of preseason game number one? Um, the more, the more I watch, the more I fall in love with this roster. Um, and obviously every team's going to have to cut people that will be picked up by other teams. But I think the talent that the Browns have in camp right now is just off the charts through the roof, whatever you want to say. It's, it's incredible. Um, I honestly think the Browns will have to cut some people this camp that will end up being contributors, like large contributors for other teams in the NFL this season. Um, obviously, we're not cutting Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, having an absolutely incredible camp, um, camp preseason, everything he's done has just looked 
amazing. Uh, he can be the number one receiver right now on multiple teams. Um, I mean, some of that, that's not saying too much. Some teams have no weapons. Uh, but he has he's been incredible busting the doors down. Like He's impressing any, everyone, and you need to impress. Um, doing a great job. Uh, obviously, can't talk camp without talking. Jeremiah Usu Karamoa, who yeah. Andrew Barry thought he was getting a second first round pick uh, late in the second round. It's because he uh, did. It's because he did exactly. I during the draft, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this in our last recording a few months ago or one of our last recordings, um, but I thought we would have to trade up in the first round to get him. Uh, Me he was too. my main target in the draft and. The fact that he fell not only to our first pick and that we didn't pick him, and I was, was kind of disappointed, uh, but the fact that he stayed on the board until, what was it, uh, 52 or it something? 52, yeah. 52. Uh, that means there were, I'm going to say there were, you know, probably about 49 mistakes in that. Um, yeah. I don't, yeah, uh, I don't know. With what the exception of Trevor Lawrence and and Greg Newsom and maybe maybe one or two other guys, but <laughs> but those are the two safe, the two good picks that weren't Jeremiah Lucy Caramella. I really like what the Browns' cornerback room looks like right now. Um, I don't know what the starting lineup projections are going to be. I would imagine. Um, Oh, Denzel Ward's going to start on the outside. He's number one corner. Yes, I get that. But after that, I don't know if Newsom or Greedy Williams is going to start at the other corner position. Um, but Troy Hill will play slot corner and yeah. really revamped that unit. Um, they kind of took a weakness, like one of their team weaknesses last year, and turned it into a strength. Um, their secondary got a lot better. We've talked about this at length, but adding John Johnson, the third really changed that safety room, adding Troy Hill. Um, yeah. The Browns' weakness was their secondary. You could argue it's maybe even a strength now, plus the addition of first round cornerback, Greg Newsome. Um, it just looks like and, a different uh, team. Don't, don't discount um, Richard LeCount. He had, a, he had a pretty big right. first preseason game. Right. Richard um, great depth at the safety position. Uh, but I also wanted to mention, speaking of John Johnson, uh, how much of a steal does his contract look like now, considering what the Seahawks just gave Jamal Adams? Incredibly, incredible theft. Yeah. He turned, he turned down bigger offers to play for Cleveland, uh, which I think signals the changing of the tides, uh, the changing of the guard. Um, the Browns are here. Uh, there's, there's no <laughs> ignoring that. Um, and even if I wasn't a Browns fan, I could still say that uh, the the Browns have arrived. Yeah, um, and they're gonna they're gonna be relevant for years and years. Uh, Andrew Barry's done a great job building the roster top to bottom. Uh, he's gonna have to cut some talent. That's the way it is. Um, that's a happy problem, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that's a first world problem in the NFL. Um, yeah. But just the way the roster is built top to bottom, it's built for sustained success. Um, it's not, 
37-year-old aging stars on one-year deals. Um, it's homegrown talent, um, acquired talent in the form of young guys, um, gotten for cheap prices. Uh, Wyatt Teller for a fifth-round pick a couple years ago, that that's one. Ronnie uh, Harrison, Ronnie Harrison for, a seven. for another yeah. <laughs> late pick, yeah. Um, just those moves are the ones that are pretty unheralded at the time that they're made. Um, but they're necessary. Um, and if you hit, if you hit on them, like he's done so far, uh, I mean, Wyatt Teller was, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe he was the highest rated offensive line, uh, any position on the offensive line. But yeah. And, and he was a depth piece in Buffalo. Yeah. He wasn't, um, he lost that starting job. And so Buffalo is trying to move him because they're in a position the Browns are hopefully going to be in where they have an accumulation of talent, but only so many roster spots. So they were looking to deal, um, deal him away. And Andrew Barry saw his talent for a fifth round pick and turned him into the best right guard in football. And you can't discount the work that, uh, Calla that Bill Callahan. Oh yeah, does. I agree. Uh, that, that was a good the hire. The best in the business. Uh, that comes back to Barry though. That was a great hire. Yeah, uh, the guy's just the best in the business. Uh, and I mean, this is a little off topic, but you can't talk about the Browns without talking about Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Uh, my first order of business with Baker Mayfield is I hope he signs a contract. Uh, the one that Josh Allen signed bodes pretty well for him uh bodes not so well for other big contracts on the browns um which is gonna sting a little bit but um oh he'll he'll make baker mayfield uh, my hot take of the year baker mayfield will play as a top five quarterback from weeks one through what is it 18 now because the bye week and 17 weeks (laughs) yeah Uh, he'll be a top five quarterback through the whole season um we saw a little bit of it last year. Uh, obviously, it was going to take a few weeks for him to get comfortable. Uh, it's what is third or fourth different system in his career. Yeah. Uh, no preseason, no camp. Like, it was going to take him a little bit. Um, so, he was – I mean, they were playing it safe with him the first, what, six weeks, I think, six or seven. Yeah. Uh, but also so you saw a lot of, of the year plays and stuff. Yeah, but also beginning of the year, they played some games in Cleveland where like rain was coming down sideways. Like you couldn't land yeah. planes in Cleveland. Yeah. Um that that's very true. Uh but what sticks out to me is over the second half or little more than the second half, I think it was week seven until the end of the regular season, uh Baker Mayfield graded as I believe the number three quarterback in the NFL yeah, uh, behind Mahomes and Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, if that's how we can expect to see him play in the whole, over the course of the whole season, now that he's comfortable in the offense, um, we're in for a treat. That's all, that's all I can really say. Uh, you got two, you got two superstar running backs, depth upon depth upon depth, that wide receiver tight end. Um, the best offensive line in the NFL. And if your quarterback's playing like the number three quarterback in the NFL, I Lord have mercy on, on the other teams that the yeah. Browns play. I hear that wholly. Um, and I do hope they sign him. Uh, I don't know if he's earned Josh Allen type money yet, 
just because he's not in MVP conversation. And if he doesn't get Josh Allen money, it makes it easier to pay other people, but he'll get paid and he deserves to get paid. Um, and he's the franchise quarterback. So um, they'll project to see long-term success. I don't know when they're going to get that deal done. Um, this is his fourth year, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm and they picked up they picked up his fifth year option. So um I think he gets it signed after this year because I think they're waiting to see how he does for one more year of sustained success and when he shows that he can do it, because I do think he will, he'll get the money he deserves. So um, but that that'll come with you gotta shuffle around payroll. Um yeah, yeah. it's gonna be a tough offseason next year. Or whenever he signs, um, yeah, Andrew is gonna have to do some wizardry. Uh, but if any if any GM in the league can do it, uh, he'd be the guy. Uh, he's he's a magician, a wizard, whatever you want to call it. He's I don't I don't think he's human. Um, I think he's probably a robot, uh, just with how efficient he is uh, and how good of a job. But. But speaking speaking about Baker Mayfield, you know I have to mention this every time. Every time I hear his name, uh, there was there's no other quarterback in the league that could have done this in Cleveland. Uh, you go to a team that was winning exactly zero games, um, and you just immediately change the culture. Uh, it's it's just that swagger that he brings. Uh, yeah, it is remarkable. Josh Allen couldn't turn. Josh Allen wouldn't have been able to do it. Um, I think everyone in that draft class, uh, almost everyone, I should say, almost everyone in that draft class fit very well with the teams that drafted them. Uh-huh. Uh, you put, like, in terms of Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, if you switch around the teams that they play for, I don't think any of the three teams are as successful. I agree. I agree wholly. Um and that's what I always remind myself when I hear Baker Mayfield contract extensions. It's like a Browns quarterback is talking contract extension for the first time since, money. since when? Like the first time since um, Bernie Kosar? I mean, does it count if uh, does it count if they sign later in their career for like one year and three million? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, getting a second deal, I guess, is a better way to phrase it. Pretty crazy. Uh, Sticking with Cleveland sports, um, we're a little late on the news, but better late than ever. The Cleveland Guardians are ushering in a new era of Cleveland brand baseball. Yeah, that's that's something. Um... I would think if they were going to spend that much on that much time and I assume money and, you know, everything in terms of changing an entire name and branding, uh, you would think they'd do a simple search of Cleveland Guardians on, on Google. Uh, yeah. That's what sticks out to me. Yeah. Uh, there's a roller derby team going by the same name. Um, <laughs> and if I'm being honest, I hope there's a, uh, I, I hope that makes them change their mind. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, it's very unlikely, but I, I, I mean, I hope they somehow 
I hope this was somehow a joke and this is their get out of jail free card uh, <laughs> being that there's already a, an established team under that name. Yeah. Um, but that's just, that's just the optimist in me. Um, I think, I think we'll just have to accept the guardians. Uh, it's not ideal. Um, I wanted spiders. Uh, no, me too. And I mean, there had to have been other good options. I mean, you could have done something with like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, you could have been like the Jazz uh, or the Blues. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. That would be um, cool. But no, I mean, you would you still wouldn't have to change the color scheme. Um, you'd have to change more letters on the on the sign above the scoreboard, um, yeah. as opposed to what just uh, just that adding a couple and taking away two. Um, but it's the Dolans. Um, I've learned not to expect too much from them. Uh, yeah. They do not have my faith, but the Indians front office has my faith. Uh, but, but the ownership, um, yeah, I, I don't think I'll ever be a fan of them unless they magically start paying the players who deserve it because um, I believe it was mentioned in the movie Moneyball uh, can't remember by who uh, in reference to the A's that they were a farm team for the bigger MLB teams uh, and that's what the Indians are right now yeah uh, we, I agree we draft talent we develop talent and we let that talent walk away to bring your pastures yeah, um, it's very annoying as an Indians fan or a Guardians fan, I should say. Wow. Yeah, I agree. Let me be clear uh, in saying that I my opposition to Guardians is not because I was anti name change. I was very pro name change. I was just anti Guardians. Um, I agree. That's that's the case as well. Yeah, the roller derby team is going to make a bag because the Cleveland baseball team guardians baseball team is going to pay a lot of money for website rights and name rights and all that stuff. So they'll make like lots and lots and lots of money. Um, But yeah, I was hoping it would be the Cleveland spiders. You have such a unique opportunity to appeal to like Cleveland's baseball history. Um, And you could have called like progressive field, the web, like there were so many cool opportunities for marketing that you could have done with the spiders. And I understand that Cleveland has a relationship with like the guardians of commerce and the guardians of Lake Erie. Like I do get that. Um, and that's also part of Cleveland's history. That's true. Um, I just think it's kind of a, a watered down name. I don't know. It was a safe choice. It wouldn't have been my choice, but um, it's good to signal the end of Cleveland Indians in favor of something else. So for nothing else uh, that I'm in favor of. I agree. Uh, I mean, for a team that claimed they had, what, 1,200 legitimate name options uh, at one point, (laughs) just how do you you settle on Guardians? Uh, I'm sure one of the other 1,199 names would have been better, but that's just my thoughts. Not a huge fan. Uh, we'll have to make do with it. But yeah, it'll be fine. Anyways, you got any 
anything before we head out? No, can't say that I do. Um, actually, that's a lie. Um, <laughs> now that the uh, NIL rule, the name, image, likeness rule into effect. Uh, sorry, just a little, little tangent. Um, we're already seeing some of the effects uh, just, at, just at Ohio State. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. We got, we got Quinn Ewers coming in early uh, so he can start making money. Are we gonna start seeing one and duns from high school now? Uh, no, nah, I don't know I'm, about that. I'm kidding, but uh, but it's it's, it's interesting to think about. Um, I think I think it'll be great for college football, um, not just college football, college sports. I should say, um, you won't see punishments uh, for that kind of stuff anymore, which is great. Um, but while we're on that topic, I think Reggie Bush gets his Heisman back. I think he should. Um, oh, I think Terrell Pryor should be issued an apology um, along with the other players and Jim Tressel. Uh, because yeah. Jim Tressel got the short end of the stick there. Uh, that All of the players and coaches involved did not got the short end of the stick. That was, I think that was one of the stupidest quote-unquote scandals um, in school history. I agree. Um, I, agree. I think that's very dumb because uh, they got discounted tattoos and sold items that belonged to them. Um, yeah. Very interesting take by the uh, by the NFL, or not the NFL, the NCAA, my, my bad. Um, but now that that rule is in effect, um, I, think, I think players that were involved in stuff like that that were you know, disgraced uh, should should be issued an apology from their respective schools. Um, I think Reggie Bush should get his Heisman back, um, and anyone else who, who fits that mold. Uh, yeah, those are just a couple thoughts I had. Oh yeah, for sure. And on the name, image, and likeness tangent, if any athletes are listening to this podcast and you want to be a spread talk athlete. Let us know. You can be our spread talk athlete. Uh, but anyways, um, that's all we have for you guys today. Uh, follow our Twitter uh, at TalkSpread. As always, I'm Isaac. And I'm Will. And we will catch you with the next episode. Peace. Peace.